That's right. It's 10 o'clock on a Wednesday night here in Chicago. Time for Heavy Metal Talk Radio. My co-host on the East Coast, as always, Japan, Nick. Nick, how you doing tonight? Uh, doing well. Uh, excited to talk to uh, the guys at Smash Potato tonight. Yeah, well, we're waiting on them to call in. So hopefully we're supposed to have uh, Alan and Eddie both coming on the show. Hopefully sometime soon. Sure, you got a lot of court, great questions. That uh, possibly Brian will be calling in too. So, Brian. All right. Um, Brian Cos, the uh, new guitarist. Oh, okay, the new guitar player. Yeah, they uh, did change guitar players. And him, I don't think I've met him. I see. Uh-huh. Now, Neil. Uh huh. I learned of these guys from uh, your show back in 2010. Can you tell me um, how you discovered Smash Potato? Well, I was. Um, I don't know when I started doing that show. When I originally started doing Metal Mouth in 2010, I uh, I started hitting some local shows just to get. You know, an idea because I was a little out of touch with the uh, with the local Chicago scene. So I started hitting some shows, talking to some people, and somebody gave me the demo for Smash Potato. And uh, yeah, I got to be honest with you. I mean, I'm not really. Uh, I never was really into uh, like the novelty bands back in the day. It was always uh, I was always more into like you know the original Thrash and the predecessors to that, like Venom and and Exciter and Anvil, bands like that. But then again, you know, I mean, we did have S.O.D., and that that album was awesome. But, um, yeah, and then I I listened to, the first song I listened to was Morbidly Obese. And after that, I mean, just them riffs and, and the screams, I was hooked after that. Uh, we have a caller. I'm not sure if this is our guest or not, but let's take this call and see who this is. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, who am I talking with? We're talking to Aaron. Aaron. All right. And we are waiting for uh, for Eddie and uh, Alan from Smash Potato to call in. Were you wanting to ask them a question? Sure, I'd love to ask them a question. All right, I'm going to put you back on hold, Aaron, and when they call in, we'll uh, we'll come back to you, okay? Sounds good, Neil. All right. Thank you. All right. And you're still there, right, Nick? Yeah, yeah, I'm still on the line. Uh-huh. And then, okay, so after uh, after I listened to it, it was 2011, it was March, it was, yeah, it was this month, so it was... Uh, What's it? Two, three years ago, when I went to uh, Clash of the Thrash, uh, I, I believe that was the second Clash of the Thrash they had in Chicago, and uh, yeah, it was in a basement of a storefront on the South Side, and Smash Potato played, and they just—I mean, they just ruled this place. It was just the way the crowd got into them, and uh, the way they were live. I mean, just the way they came across live. Yeah, I was hooked ever since. Like, I love that song. It's just so outrageously hilarious. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. I mean, well, the riffs, you know, the guitars chugging away, and then 
the scream lets out, and that reminds me of Slayer, of course. And then he starts into the lyrics, and I'm just laughing like hell. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah, this is okay. This is pretty cool. Like I said, a lot of times I would um, I'd kind of shy away from what I what I always called novelty bands. I don't know if they like to be called that or not. Well, I mean, I, I guess nowadays, though, I mean, there's just so many offshoots of rock and metal bands where it's like, just, well, yeah, everything th- nowadays, so there's room for that, everything now. That is true, and it's, I mean, it just keeps changing, too. I mean, when, yeah, when I was coming up, you had both kinds, heavy and metal, you know, <laughs> but now there's just so much. It's like it's from, you know, I mean, like the, it was either basically you had uh, England and a couple other countries in Europe and, like, the U.S. and maybe Canada and that was about it, you know. That's where the bands came from. Now there's, I mean, there's bands coming from places I didn't even know existed. You know, it's just always there's a band everywhere. Now, like, it'd be great to be able to chat with the guys and smash about uh, their views on like pay to play and what like the situation is like for musicians in the Chicago and I guess uh, the areas in the burbs. Mm-hmm. On how musicians handle that too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm you know I don't go out and play, so I'm not a musician. So I guess you would have, you would have to ask them if if they call in. You know? Definitely. Uh, and how's that going on in the East Coast? There's uh, there's a big uproar of that out that way too. Um. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm just amazed that uh, a musician um, ends up, like, really, really saying some venomous things Mm -hmm. about a uh, club owner out here. And the guy was actually right at the club, and he... he, I I need to ask the singer about this, but... uh, it must have been wild singing that and looking at the guy while you're doing that in his club. But, um, oh, I didn't realize he was there at the time. That oh, wait, no, no. I, I actually, just... I think... I don't think he was, actually, in uh, from what I've heard about. Um, just the promoter was there, but actually the promoter really didn't have anything to do with, I think, uh, right. the pay-to-play thing. It was more of, like, the club owner that was uh, the yeah. issue. And that, I mean, that pay-to-play, that's something that started way back in the day. Uh, back in the early 80s, I remember hearing about it. I think in L.A. is where it originated. And back then, it was literally pay-to-play. You, it, there was a dollar amount for, for uh, where you were going to be on the bill. And the higher up, the better slot you got, You know, the more you had to pay for it. <laughs> Which is just kind of ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Well, I mean, and then now, now the bands have become ticket brokers and go out. Now they sell tickets, you know. Now, now they're a ticket brokers. They're ticket brokers too. Well, I mean, it's like, let's say you have a hundred or two hundred dollars worth of tickets that you need to get rid of. Maybe it's even fifty dollars. Mm. Probably, likely, hardly anybody's going to be going. It's just you're taking money out of the band's wallet. Yeah, yeah, really. You know how I always thought it should work. If you're 
the club owner. You know, you let, say, either a band comes in and wants to have their show on a Saturday or Friday night or whatever night it is, or a promoter comes in and says, hey, I got a show I want to bring in here. Well, that that person who's bringing in that show, they should get 100% of the door, you know, because the, the club is going to make money on their food and their and their drinks. So let whoever's bringing in the talent should get 100% of the door. And then out of that, maybe they'll have to pay for lights and sound if they don't provide that, if somebody else has to come out and run lights or run sound. You know, they pay for that, and then uh, let the band split it up afterwards. And then you're going to work a little harder, too, to promote your show because it's, it's your show, really. Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing, though, like, old, um, there's, like, not really any promotion for, like, these kinds of, like, local talent shows, and it's, I mean, how are you supposed to convince, like, a band of teenagers on how good promotion is? Like, Mm -hmm. where do you learn that? Like, I mean, it, it takes some time being in the scene to really get a feel for that and what works in what particular area, too. Right, right. I don't know. I just um, never really uh, believed that that was right, you know, pay-to-play or making the band sell tickets. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like, isn't isn't it the job of the uh, the actual club to be able to get the people... To, uh, to the club because I mean it's like yeah well it, it should probably be a, a little a little of both I mean you should have uh, the band should want to play the club because because the club is popular and a lot of people like to go there and then again the the club should want to hire a band that's going to bring a following with them because they're going to bring more more customers into their club that night so it, sh- it should be a little bit of both. But also, too, I mean, that should be also, I mean, how a band gets a following is by going out and playing the clubs. You know, they play with other bands that have followings and try and grab a couple of fans from that and bring a couple on your own. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I've heard of something called uh, negative competition from uh, Rob from Zamboni. He was saying uh-huh. it ends up being like at these shows where you need to come in with like a set number of tickets for people. It'll be like, let's say you're into two or three bands. Mm. It, it's going to suck because like only one of those bands is going to be able to really get the uh, tickets sold. Right. And it, I mean, it's like, how do you leverage the importance of, like, one local band over another. I mean, obviously people have favorites and stuff, but, I mean, it it gets kind of, like, a bit cruel doing that for, like, very young artists. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's... uh, Too, then, when you've got a, a club that's doing something like that, or a promoter that's doing that to a band, they're not really in it to promote the band. They're in it just for their own financial gain. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and you, think about it. Usually, the bands are not so much concerned about the money. They wanna, 
get promoted and get seen. So, I mean, they're kind of really working against each other. Oh, yo, (laughs) I see a message on their wall. It says, as of three minutes ago, Smash Potato, we'll Uh call in as soon as two-thirds of the people arrive at my house. Hang in there. Ah, here we go. There, there is Smash now. I'm gonna put him on. Wicked. Hello, you're on. How's it going? Is this Alan? Hey. Uh, sometimes. Hey. So, hey, sometimes. Hey. Yeah. Uh, this is Eddie. Uh, this is this is Eddie's friend, Brian. <laughs> you guys want some chips? We got cheese. Oh yeah, man! Like you got salsa, dude. We got Tostitos. Yeah, they're bite size, you know. For that special oh, someone. Awesome, Here's the crunch. Dude. Thanks for bringing them, man. I appreciate that. Mmm. Mm. So how? So how? Yeah. How's everybody doing tonight? Well, we're doing good. We're waiting on you. Who's all oh. there? You know, we're fashionably late. They don't have an iPad because they're poor. All right. Better late than ever. Yeah. Another day, another so, dollar. Tell us about the uh, the tour with Lich King. How did that come about? Uh, we well, they were gonna open for us, but then like we wanted to throw them a bone because they're like an up and coming band, <laughs> and like being being veterans of the Massachusetts scene that relocated to Aurora, we decided that you know maybe it would be like better for them if we let them headline. So right, you know, we gave them the rest of the tour too. So we're just gonna do five days. <laughs> We're really tired, you know. We got to sleep a little, you know. Got to make money and, uh, on the street. Is the St. Louis show? You're on the St. Louis show too. Yeah, we got added a little bit later. That was originally supposed to be somewhere else, Wichita or something, but they bumped it back to another day. So they added St. Louis with Cross Exam, Psychosomatic, and other bands, Cross. Tropical Storm. Yeah, yeah. that I think would probably be one of the best shows of the tour, just in my opinion. Yeah, probably. Probably. We'll see. I don't know. We're going to be playing some cornfields. So. Playing some cornfields. Now, dude, after this tour, where do you see the next location to hit? The Northwest? The Northeast? Texas? North Southeastern? Korea. <laughs> oh. uh, Yo, are yeah. you going to be able to, like, hang out with Kim Jong-il when you play there, man? Yeah, we play basketball with him on the weekends at our <laughs> men's club uh you know, he's a really he's a really nice guy once you get past the whole like dictator thing. <laughs> what kind of advice do you have for people that want to challenge Kim in basketball? Uh, drink a lot of Gatorade. A lot of crossovers, get it? Uh, oh, Kim, oh, get it? oh, that was really stupid. Uh, <laughs> Kim 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 drinks a lot of Powerade. Did you hear me? Kim doesn't realize that Powerade doesn't have like the as many electrolytes as Gatorade, which gives like an athlete an advantage over him in the game of basketball. So, you know, that soccer, sports. Oh yeah. Hey Neil. Uh huh. I have a question for you. Okay. What are you wearing? What? (laughs) No, we're not going to discuss that. Oh, that means nothing. nothing. I'm wearing my jeans and my smashed potato T-shirt. You're oh, lying. Oh. <laughs> a liar. That sounds lovely. <laughs> Who wore it best? Who wore it best? <laughs> I'm definitely going to vote for Kim K on that one. <laughs> I'm going to vote for you her. Guys, uh, you guys want to take a call from Aaron? 
No, 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 not no. Really. 18 and up. Right, on yeah, it's not minus you're 10. On. Listen to this. What's up with that? But all right. Yeah, we'll take a yeah. call. Take one. Okay, you're on, Aaron. Talk to him. Oh, jeez. Hello. No. Next call. No. <laughs> Next. Uh, Aaron's not there. I think Aaron fell asleep waiting on you, too. <laughs> no, I have a question. All right, all right go ahead. I have a question for Brian. Aw. Yeah. This one comes serious from the heart. Straight for you, baby girl. Um, all right, all right, boo. Is it true that you are a hermaphrodite? No. All right, you know what? You know what? I'm tired of these rumors. <laughs> I had the surgery. It's done. Okay? I want to move on with my life. He can vouch for that. Yeah. He I've, can vouch for I've that. I've seen it. I've tasted it. <laughs> yeah. The sweet taste of victory. It smells like sweet tea and blood. Oh. Yeah. Sounds delicious. I have a question for you, Aaron. How is living in... Where does he live? Shorewood. Shorewood. I thought he lived in Joliet. Yeah, it's no. close enough. Oh, really? My jailbait lady parts are quivering. <laughs> so, you got anything else for us? Uh, yeah. I have a serious question. That was uh, serious? My understanding... It is my understanding that you guys originally started off doing Time Wrench. Why do you think Smash, like, kind of overcame that and became very big and popular compared to Time Wrench? What's the question? Like, the question I'm trying to get across is why do you think Smash blew up the way it did as opposed to Time Wrench? I don't know. Maybe because the way we attacked it. I don't know. I feel like I passed out demos at the right time, the right shows, and by the time Time Wrench, I tried kicking up Time Wrench, you know, with the demos and stuff, Smash was already more known. So, I mean, maybe it's just right place, right time, right band, right jokes. I don't know. Ha. Yeah, great input, Alan. Ha. All right, hey, we got another call. Let's see who this is. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, what's up? This is Braulio. Oh, hey, this is a Yeah, I had a question for all those bitches right here. Oh, it's the radio. First of all, Brian, you is gay as fuck, nigga. And I have a question for Eddie. How do you manage to get so much gayer every fuck every fucking everything you record just sounds way much gayer than before? How does that How does that happen? He's not in savagery. <laughs> well, that's a good point right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I try to sound more like you guys, and it just turns out, you know, for the best, I guess. I, it just turns out equally as gay as our stuff, I guess, huh? <laughs> good job, Raleo. Is that all? Uh, Yeah, basically. I miss you. I had a whole swing for me. <laughs> Looking mighty no. fine in them jeans shorts. Hey, no, whole swing always sleeping. He never he never wakes up. No. Say hi to Jessica. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Who? Who was that? Who was that, Brian? <laughs> no, I'm I'm too scared. <laughs> too scared, boy. No, you're too skinny, though. Yell. Too skinny. Romeo, <laughs> what are you wearing? Uh, nothing, basically. This was a smashed potato song. <laughs> what? We never made those, so those must be custom-made. Bill it Bill is Bill. the custom-made one. 
Did, did Raleigh say he's wearing a smash potato thong? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, can, can we get? <laughs> can we, we maybe get a picture of that for Chicago's cutest metalhead? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's made from Eddie's uh, dead skin. <laughs> I collected it every show. <laughs> that, this is sick. It is repulsive. But hey, man, All right, we got another call. Uh, <laughs> hey, get out of here, bro. Sarah, you're on too. You're on with Smash Potato. Who's this? Hello? 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 Bueno? Hello? Hello, who are you? You're not black. You're not Hello, this is the Black Token. Who? What? This is the Black Token. Oh, I, oh, I know who this is. Oh, hey, no. hey, girl. What's up? Yeah, I have a question for Eddie. I just want to know what is he wearing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be painfully obvious, and I mean painfully truthful with this one. Shorts, you know that one. Winter attire. Yeah, shorts, clearly. <laughs> and a white T-shirt, you know. Keeping it real. Khakis. Nick, Nick had a whole list of questions for you. He thought this was going to be a serious interview. <laughs> Nick, I'm still there. Okay, now. Correctly. Okay, now, guys, That's- seriously. How the hell did you come up with the song Morbidly Obese? And how much fun oh, is it to play a concert? Well, let's just say uh, those songs kind of had a lot to do with personal life. <laughs> and just ways, you know, life on the streets life in Aurora. When a man loves a woman. Yeah. Very much. So just personal experience, you could say. And, what is know. love? Yeah. Maybe don't hurt me? I don't know. So I just wrote it because it seemed fitting. It seemed like... The right song for what I was going for. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. Right. Thank you for sharing that. Just like you. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for, right? Yeah. Let's take <laughs> Come on, man. Time is money. <laughs> All right. Who's this now? Where? This is Brian. Hello. You're on Metal Mouth with Smash Potato. They got a good phone. Got Boost Mobile or something. <laughs> <laughs> they call in and then when they're on the air, they don't say nothing. There's nothing. Hello? 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 Yes. Hello? Hello? Who is this? Hello. Can you hear Whoa. me now? Yeah, this is, uh, this is Quixote. Who is this? Oh. oh. Hang up. Oh. Hang up. <laughs> I was waiting for the radio. I was like, well... They said they had a caller, and I guess there's like a delay between the <laughs> the, the blog and the phone. Yeah, I mean, we got call with scumbags like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, um, you know, I took a break from my meth lab to to make a. <laughs> As we all do, Breaking Bad season two. Yeah. <clears throat> so I got a question. It's probably more serious question. No, no. Why take anything serious? Oh, yeah. <laughs> make fun of whatever I say. I just said that before we died. <clears throat> All right. So, there's uh, rumors that Hatchet and Bonded by Blood want to jump on the May 10th show. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's funny you say that. Has anyone, has anyone heard about this? We've heard of it. I heard I was going to oh. get Bonded by Blood with my Hatchet. Uh-oh. <laughs> 
Wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, what? Yeah, I, I don't know. Is that up to us? How do you guys feel about that? <laughs> I didn't know we had choices. In Let me world. call my agent. That might be true. Let me ask my publicist if I can tell anyone this. <laughs> where uh, Where is this show going to be at? Uh, it's going to be at the Fallout. Oh, oh. you heard it for hmm. You got an address? Uh, Tell everybody about that. Well, how usually I do it is you call up, like, a secret phone number. Then that takes you to, like, a secret checkpoint. You're scavenger hunting. And then from there, you know, you get a wristband, you know. Do you need like the, the phone? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, it's going to be at, uh, <clears throat> the fallout is at 20, 2130 uh, South Ashland. Chicago, Illinois, 60608. And uh, it's basically like the party room of uh, Man Harris um, Mexican restaurant. And that's Man Harris with a J. Oh, oh. Apparently uh, in Spanish. Ja is oh. <laughs> that's, that's how that works. So, I've um, never been to the Fallout, but uh, that's never been to the Fallout? Were some of the best. Never been there, no. Mm. Seems to be where some of the best shows are starting to happen at, though. Yeah. Is it? Should you go right now? Well, I want to go down there the 29th of this month. I'm going to try and get down there for for the benefit show that they're having there. Yeah, that's right. we got a bomb scare. Getting there there is not the problem. uh, It's getting home. You know, it's getting home out out here on public transportation. That's the problem. Yeah. You You guys don't got private jets? No, uh, no we, private jets. Oh, damn. Yeah, I remember before we had private jets. Yeah. <laughs> we had to walk and stuff. It was man. It must have been brutal. Maybe, maybe <laughs> if Tahoti gets the limousine that night or something, we'll see. Uh, that might be possible, maybe. Yeah, there you possible. go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. But, you know, I, you'd have to, like, make room. Because I'd be like, you know, smuggling drugs or something. Probably border. Mm. <laughs> Who does that? The Canadian border. Hopefully, I make it in time. Make it through. Uh, Smuggle cakes on the Golden yeah. Corral. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, well, my main concern was just that, like, I didn't want to bump any locals, so I kind of wanted to make a two-show deal. With uh, Hatchet and Bonded by Blood, maybe if like we had a Saturday show, you know. I I saw um, Alan kind of commented on one of the one of the uh, uh, group posts. Yeah. That uh, that would be gay. Yeah, I think those were exact words. I said that. I, I think I think those those were his exact words. Also. Um, he was uh, slinging personal insults at Eddie. You can take that, Eddie. <laughs> Cute. On the record. Well, well yeah, I don't mainly, know. I mean, I, mainly, I want to hear what Eddie has to say. Me? Oh, okay. No, you're the first. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like a good idea maybe to have him on two shows, but if we do that. No, no. I mean, about the personal insults. You can take huh? that? <laughs> No, 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 guys. I didn't mean to interrupt, guys. Huh? You're confused now. See, I've, I've thrown you off. All right. So what I was saying is we should probably just have one show for one day. 
Yeah, yeah we're down to our last uh, 30 seconds on the live feed. I think it'll still record for another 15 minutes or 15 minutes, yeah, until it <laughs> dumps us off. But. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, all right. Yo, guys, I'm just wondering, what is the well, pay-to-play situation like in Chicago? The what situation? Pay-to-play. 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 Yeah. Um, I don't personally partake in pay-to-play. Of course, you know, um, mainly it's just uh, we want to we make sure that all the touring bands are taken care of and that we're a part of that culture nationally um, and kind of um, bringing up the local scene as far as getting national attention and um, I feel like, you know, Smash Potato on the Lich King tour, that's, I mean, that, that could only mean better things for, for, for the local scene here. Oh, yeah, that's going to be an awesome tour. So you guys got to get a lot of video footage of that. Yeah. Well, yeah. um, and uh, as far as like playing any other pay-to-play places, I mean, I don't really know of many except Mojo's. And I mean, we did the DRI show, and I mean, we haven't really done anything else in Mojo's that we felt like doing or anything. But I mean, and I don't really think I'd be down to do any more pay-to-play anything. No, I mean, like, is that how they that do that too? They're, they're making you sell tickets, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't sell all of them, you have to pay the rest. Oh yeah, so yeah, that sucks. I mean, if you're not getting paid, you're not getting paid, but you shouldn't have to be uh, out trying to sell tickets too, and then yeah. taking money out of your own pocket to pay it off. Yeah, basically. That's why I think one of the DIY shows are just the way to go. I agree. Well, <clears throat> even even if you have shows at like a venue or whatever, you know. Whoever's throwing the show should be competent enough to know that, you know, who brings who and, like, what's, you know, be able to calculate what's, what's going to be able to go down, you know. And, well, um, yeah, that's so true. I mean, if, if you've got somebody putting it on, but, I mean, if you've got the, uh, like, the venue owners to rely yeah. on, generally they're not in it for the bands. They're not there to, they're there to help themselves. Yeah, that's that's definitely uh, the situation for a lot of places. Even, I mean, you know, we're, we're kind of lucky enough to live in a big city where we have an abundance of, of venues, you know, um, and, right. and, and at that, uh, uh, an overabundance, I'd say of, of promoters, um, not necessarily for this scene, but just in general, um, do you think like in, you know, places like, you know, Cornfield, Iowa, or something, you know. That's true. <laughs> not a lot of. Uh, oh, they probably have some killer barn parties, though, huh? Yeah, well, uh, those actually might be fun. I, uh-huh. <clears throat> I've heard of some. <clears throat> but, so, uh, yeah! Yeah. But, dude, what kinds of advice would you have for bands when faced with a pay to play option? Um, don't drop the show. I'd say <laughs> drop the show, man. There's a lot of bands that like think they have to because that's like the only way they can do shows, yeah. and it's like it really isn't. But 
sometimes people just get like stuck with the whole idea that oh we're playing a venue with fans but it's like I mean if you have to sell tickets especially when you're selling tickets to like the same people every time it's like it's not really helping you get fans it's just making wait them wait honest. Brian Brian yeah so you're telling me that my cousins aren't my fans yeah they are Dang. they are oh. my grandma's my fan uh, oh okay that's okay it's basically a family reunion in the pit oh. How about them bears? Well, I definitely think like uh, bands should um, really try to like get up their draw, you know, as much as possible, but not have to sacrifice, you know, their integrity to do that. You know, it's not about, it's not really about how many people, it's not for me anyways, it's not really about how, how many people you bring. It's about like what music you put out there and the impact that has on. Right. On yeah. I mean, I'm, I would think you probably have a better time if you're playing to a small crowd getting into it than a bigger crowd. That's really not there to see you. Right. Or, or just there for like whatever reasons, you know, if it's like a, like a DIY show underground thing, like, you know, a lot of kids just go to like underage drink, you know, and, well, that's uh, true too. You know, and if you're at a a bigger show or whatever, you know, and people are just going just because all their friends are going, and it's like mm. the popular thing to do, you know. Right. But um, I just I just feel like there there just needs to be more emphasis on on the music, <clears throat> which is why kind of I came out of this whole DIY stuff to kind of you know have it be less about, you know, oh, okay, we're going to, like, un, you know, we're going to, like, you know, congregate and drink and do all this stuff, you know, and because, which kids do anyways, you know, that's not right. going to change. But, no, that's, you're um, right, sir. It would be nice if we incorporated, you know, some bands from out of town and, you know, brought more of a kind of, like, spotlight on on the local scene here because any anyone can do it. I mean, you know, you look at you look at uh you look at uh, a place like Northwest Indiana, you know, like uh, Ben Rose and the all you know the, the kids over there, and you realize that you know they have something going, and it's not like they're a major city or it's just like a collection of like towns or whatever, like a region. And yeah, that's uh, isn't that more so, hardcore punk? Yeah. Well, that, that's uh, wow, see, that's the thing. It's like that, that that kind of culture is always kind of like, you know, bigger like with the the punks. You know, like the punks would have DIY shows and yeah, it'd be like a party and everything. But there's more emphasis, kind of on the, <clears throat> kind of on the the supporting the the scene at large. You know. Right. And that's kind of something that. Uh, I've noticed and try to bring over to like the metal stuff, especially here on the south side. Right, um, right. Yeah. And, and just convince bands not to play these places, Matt. And then not only the bands not to play them, but tell the fans too. Convince the fans not to go to them because they're not helping the scene at all. No. You know the places where they're making you pay to play, where they're making you sell tickets to get on a you know a bill, and you have to sell X amount of tickets to play. Yeah, I feel it's kind of maybe even a little more complicated than that. 
just, uh, you know, it, when when you have less and less, I mean, I understand that, like, places like Mojo's does that. Mm-hmm. And that practice is just, you know, uh, I mean, it's not good. However, no. if you're a national touring band and you're looking for a date and you're looking for a venue, you know, date the prom. It's kind of it's your 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 um your options are slim when it comes to that, you know. Right. If if, if everything's kidding. not already, I mean, if everything's booked already, you know. And I mean, I could I could see how how bigger bands could go over there, like you know whatever. Um. But it's just it's kind of I feel like we have more of an understanding of the local scene just as, like, any other local scene has a, a better understanding of itself, mm-hmm. you know, versus, like, if, you know, I was going to, you know, book a show in Toledo, Ohio, or something, you know? Right. I, I've, I've never been there, you know? So right. my understanding of, like, the the local dynamic is, you know, it's not as good as someone who who's from there, you know? <clears throat> So I think that I'm sure they're doing stuff like that out there too. No, I mean that's got to be nationwide. You know, kids are just putting on their own shows. I mean that's that's always happened too. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I'm about to get going now. Uh, we uh, we got to get going. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. It was great talking to you. All right, man. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Yeah, keep us uh, keep us updated on what's happening on the tour. We'll have you out again. All right, dude. Yeah, whenever you want, man. All right, you have a good one. Bye, you too. Bye. <laughs> I guess that's the end of uh, this week's show. Uh, who do we got left? Uh, I don't know. I'm still here, but uh, yeah, I was gonna get going too. I just wanted to kind of say that. Um, <laughs> uh. Yeah, so um, a few dates. March 29th is the memorial show for uh, John, our friend John Andrews. And mm-hmm. um, anyone who wants to go, anyone who's still listening, or I mean, we got cut off quite a quite a, quite a while ago, but I, I believe this might be recorded. Yeah, it's still going to be recorded, so it'll Probably. still be on the archive show. Okay, all right. Well then, um, we get yeah. more listeners on the archive show than we do live listeners, anyways. <laughs> Right on, right on. So March 29th uh, at Fallout, uh, the memorial show for John Andrews. We have uh, Psychosomatic coming to town from Sacramento, Cali. Um, they're playing at the Fallout again uh, May 1st. That's a Wednesday um, with Headlock and some other locals. Um, mm-hmm. May 10th, we have Smash Potato and Lich King. Uh, coming through, and there's a possibility that Hatchet and Bonded by Blood may jump on that show. So, oh, that um, would be one killer pill. That would be one sick. It would be too sick. Mm-hmm. It would be too much. <laughs> It'd be awesome. So That, um, I think, is almost as good as the uh, show in in uh, St. Louis that, that they mentioned they're going to be at, too. Yeah. And I'm sure that that whole tour's got great shows everywhere else. I'm just not really aware of 
who's on all of them. Yeah, I really do want to make it down to that Cinco de Mayo show. Uh, mm-hmm. Saint Louis. So if anyone's listening, hook it up with a ride. <laughs> Please, I got gas money. <laughs> you know. There you go. But, uh, yeah, so um, that's what's going on on my end. And um, right. I hope everyone can make it out. Yeah, well, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, thanks for calling in. Keep us informed of what you're doing and what's going on. And we get oh, you back out again. Ed, thanks. It was good. It was, it was, it was nice uh, being part of your show here. All right. You have a good night. All right. You too. Let's hope for um, some guests next week. Um, possibly maybe, I guess, either Lich or maybe uh, the singer of uh, Bomb Sphere will come on. Talk about yeah, uh, we'll what went down uh, in uh, Queens uh, the other night. Yeah, I uh, I definitely am interested in hearing what he's got to say about that. That's going to be a good show. And I think tonight we had a good show, too. I had a blast. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean... Um, Those guys are nuts. We heard from Braulio. Yeah. Um, I mean, at every show we're learning new stuff, and it's like it's recording history here. That's true, recording history. And tonight I think that's what Heavy Metal Talk Radio is all about. That's kind of... Hopefully we'll keep it going in that direction, I'm sure. Let's sign off. All and, right, Nick, uh, well... Prepare for next week. Until next time, keep it metal.